Welcome to the Stuff Up Podcast, where we delve into different topics to learn more about ourselves and more about others. And today I welcome Louise Height, who is a certified life and business coach, leadership consultant, and holistic wellness advocate. And you specialize, you help entrepreneurs, leaders find their best selves and become the highest of the high achievers. <laughs> Did I say your name right? Is it Height or Heite? Yeah, Heite. Well, yeah, I don't know if it even translates into English, but Heite is fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Steph. It's a pleasure to be here. And actually, this is perfect timing because I need your help today. I'm feeling so low today. And I'm like, oh, good. I get to talk to Louise and she's going to give me some super awesome advice. <laughs> what, what makes you feel low? Tell me what's going on. What's going on in your world that makes you feel low today? You know, those thoughts, you have things you want to do. And then you think, can I do that? I don't have like this degree or that. I'm not an expert in this. Is this something that I can really pursue? And I look at other people who are super good at social media and different things. And I think, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know. I think it's sometimes I take super slow steps to do things, which helps because if I were to get overwhelmed, I think it would be too much for me. But when you see other people doing things and then you think, oh, I don't know if that's something I could do. But that's what you help people do. Yeah. Find the that person within them to achieve what they want to achieve. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the first question that I would have for you is like, why do you want to do that thing in the first place? Is it about finding your why? Well, a lot. It's the first step. The first step is definitely to identify why you want to do this. What's what in it is important to you. Because that is will give you the motivation, the momentum to follow through. Very true. As a first step, right? As a first step, there's obviously, uh, it becomes wider, but it's important. Yeah, it's important to know why we do what we do. I very often ask that question and get answers as like, I don't know. And of course, if you don't know why you're doing something, that makes it harder to find the motivation on days when we're feeling low, because these days will happen and happen to all of us. Do you find that with a lot of people, they just don't actually know? Is it that they know what they want? They just don't know specifically or or they just really don't know what they're looking for? I think very often, especially from a, a work perspective, but even on a personal basis as well, we kind of roll into things without necessarily questioning it. And we keep rolling with the punches until one day something might happen or there might be a change in a situation or whatever event that's happening that's triggering you to suddenly say like, what am I actually doing here? Or why am I doing this? So yeah, naturally that's where we go. So in order to, you know, through coaching, we really look towards the future so if this is not it, then what is the future that you want to create for yourself is really the main question. Right. There was something actually that you said, which really, I was like, oh, that's fantastic. Because we were talking and you said, we are all high achievers. We can all be high performers. And I think a lot of times we see 
a lot of people who have achieved things or those people can do it, but I can't. And the fact that you said that, that we all have that inside of us, that really spoke to me. And I think it it speaks to a lot of people because usually we want to do more than what we're doing. We just feel very stuck. And I thought that was so beautiful. Can you expand on why you think we all have that capability? Absolutely. I believe it's in our human nature. We all want to be in good health and grow as a person and grow into this future vision that we have of ourselves. And it's really, it's, it's part of our human nature. And of course, upbringing is something that might influence that or that might already like hold us stuck. But then there is a lot of other influences where we create beliefs and thoughts around why we can't or why this is not for us. And very often we create stories, little stories around these thoughts and feelings. And we keep on repeating these stories to ourselves over and over and over. And so these stories become very powerful and they gain power as we continue telling them to ourselves. So that's why not everybody believes in their own potential, but I don't agree. Everybody is, you know, it's our human nature. So it's basically our limiting beliefs in ourselves that keep us from attaining those, anything that we want. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's limiting beliefs. We also all have like some self-sabotaging tendencies, you know, where we get very close and then suddenly we're like, we're like, no, (laughs) fear is creeping in or whatever it might be. But yeah, a lot, a lot is around the limiting beliefs. And when these are cleared up or when these are challenged, right? Same as you, when you say, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Like we can take a look as like, is that really true? Can you really not do that? Maybe you need to learn a new skill. That's a possibility. But have you learned a skill before? So can you learn a new one again? So that these are the type of questions that we get into in order to really go deeper into what that thought is, where it comes from, and how we can gain a different perspective on the situation. When you work with clients, do you find there's a specific limiting belief that most people have? Or is it just kind of like all various things all over the place? Like what is the most common one that you see? Well, what I see often and That's not necessarily a limiting belief. It's more of a judgment, how we are afraid of how we will be judged by others when we're saying something or doing something. And I really see that often as a reason for playing small instead of really unleashing our full potential because what will others say? And we care very deeply about what others will say. That's true. You know, I've heard that we need to kind of speak what we want and and kind of act that's what we're going to be doing in order to become that. But it's scary to put yourself out there and tell other people because you're afraid of that. What do you think? Why do you think you can do that? (laughs) 
absolutely. Which brings me to the next point, which is confidence, which is something that I also very often see and that I think we can all use in the additional portion of is really confidence and confidence in ourselves and in our own abilities and knowing what we what we stand for. And once you have that, it's it will also help you with any future endeavors. Yeah, and knowing what you are, and we're not perfect, right? There, there's, we are no, like, no human is perfect. But acknowledging that and knowing that, that you're also not perfect, but that you have a willingness to grow and become a better version of yourself on a daily basis, I think is the most beautiful pursuit of life. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a minute here and say, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help support the podcast, you can subscribe, rate and review. It helps people to find it. If you also want to help support it financially, you can check out buymeacoffee.com backslash stuff up podcast. Thank you so much. I love you all. Do you, I started learning about affirmations about two years ago. And I remember seeing them and I was like, nah, that's not really for me. But it really did impact how I started to view myself when I started to say, you can do this. I have the capability to do this. And is that something that you see with people if they do talk to people about affirmations and and how speaking to yourself every day is important? Definitely. Affirmations are very powerful and I'm definitely a pro. I would say with my clients, it's not something that I will straight away put in there because just as you said, there is a lot of reservations, especially depending on the level of awareness of a person and how new they are to a coaching process, etc. But I must say, I tend to see as our partnership evolves how affirmations become just very natural very naturally we slide them in and we create these affirmations in a way that feels aligned for the person that i'm working with but there is very much there's a lot of power and first you have to believe it for yourself right before you can truly become it so it's it's very powerful as long as you feel true to you just the random ones that you might find might not be the right ones for you. Right. And a random list, there might be one that truly rings true to you and that you can link to what it is that you want to achieve next. That's so true. Cause I remember reading different people's affirmations and I was like, okay, but it didn't really feel like me, but there was one I found and it really stuck with me because it was, I have a voice and that voice matters. Because I was always a shy kid and nobody listened to me. And so that was like, I can say things and I have my own voice and I can be confident in, not always confident in what I say, but at least say it and not be afraid of it. And that was really powerful for me. And it's helped me with the podcast. But I find that some of them are hard to like, yeah, okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's not really me or and practice makes the master right there is like confidence is not necessarily a requirement for doing something but it's a result of doing something over and over the more we do it the more confident that we become 
Definitely. Very true. (laughs) We all have those days. And I think because it gets less and less the more you feel confident, right? Because you might have a full, like your whole lifetime, you feel like giving up, but then you keep going. And then there's less days of where you feel like giving up. But every so often you still have those moments. What do you say to people when they feel like giving up? Like, what's your best advice when you say you can do it? Yeah, I, I think my best advice advises, and it's something that I do myself as well, because as you said, I believe we all have the days where we're ready to throw in the towel. And what I then tell myself is rather than giving up is to show up. And I think it's, it's almost like a mantra or an affirmation, you know, when you feel like giving up, you show up. Because it's sometimes um, when we feel most uncomfortable and whatever that tasks or whatever is coming along on our day on that specific day that we feel like giving up is because it's most of the time something very uncomfortable that we have to face or that we have to go through. And it's just in these moments of discomfort that our true growth lies. So when you're really meeting that point where you're, feel like you're giving up to like show up and meet that discomfort Mm. is golden and is exactly where you actually need to go. That's also why like doing physical exercise, for example, first thing in the morning, doing something that challenges you, that challenges you physically is also a great way to, to build up that confidence of like, Oh, wow. I did this exercise routine, whatever it might have been, but I already did one hearting. So I can do another hearting. Oh, so that's why it's in our human nature to see comfort. We want to be very comfortable, but actually true growth is where there's discomfort and doing something that we're not comfortable with. Yeah. Right. And we want to push that snooze button and be comfortable in bed. Exactly. Exactly. That's so true, actually. I mean, I, I hear about have, doing exercise first thing in the morning to get your body flowing, pumping, blood pumping. But what you said about doing something hard and then you're like, well, that's the first thing you did in the, today. I never thought of it like that. That's a really good point because that's something you can like be proud of and check off your list, right? Yeah, I, I think we all have those thoughts when we know an exercise session is coming up of, Am I feeling good enough today? Should I do it today? Or maybe I should skip it. I, you know, and it goes on and on and on. But to be able to be powerful and say, no, I will do this today. And to have then overcome this and have done it. It's like a first victory. It's like making your bed in the morning or not hitting that snooze button. There's like all little wins that you can take from your day or throughout the day besides just work or the normal activities. Yes. I've noticed on the days where I don't hit snooze, I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable in bed, but I know I'll feel better if I get up. And I've noticed such a difference in those days than in the days where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to stay here for another hour or two. (laughs) And it impacts my whole day because I do feel like I've messed up a little bit or just like, oh, I don't know. It kind of feels like a lost day in in some regards. Or or if I have the momentum, I'm like, okay, well, you you lost this many hours, but you can continue to do something else. But there is a difference, I find. Yeah. 
Definitely. But you're in control, right? You have full control of how you want your day to be. And it's something that you can decide in the morning. So it's about taking radical responsibility. Like you have a purpose to fulfill here. That vision is not going to fulfill itself or create itself. Like it needs you to do that. So let that like be the force to get you out of bed in the morning and get going. Also knowing, as you said, that your day is so much more productive and you feel so much better on the days that you don't hit snooze. Like, let that be the reason to like, just quit the habit altogether. Maybe reserve that for the weekend or have the weekend as your sleeping moments. But we have to have a little bit of discipline, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And we can do hard things. Yeah, for sure. I think that's something I wish we would talk about more in the world is discipline because, or at least in the environments I was in, we were just like, well, I don't feel like doing this, so I'm not going to do it. Or I guess that's most of us maybe. But, and then you would see somebody who was disciplined enough, like not to eat certain foods when I go for the, I work, right? When they bring in all the junk food, I'm like, oh, I'm the first one there. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then I see somebody who's like, oh, no, thank you. And they have that self-control or the people who are exercising. And I'm like, nah, I'd rather watch TV. So I remember thinking, I wish I could be like that, but I never thought I actually had the power to. I was just like, well, I'm not disciplined. So that's where I think it's it's important to start thinking of yourself as it's also in how you value yourself. Yeah, definitely. I I think just saying I'm not disciplined is also one of these grand excuses. And as human beings, we're very good at like making excuses for everything of why we can't. Yeah. So it's about asking yourself, like, what is this excuse about? Like, why am I making this excuse? Because again, it's comfort, right? You're seeking the comfort of not having to do it, not having to do the hard thing of, for example, resisting something. But food related rather than like resisting, I think it's really important to be in tune with your body and to really notice how you feel after you've eaten something that, you know, might be crappy or is not healthy or it's the junk food. But just check in with yourself or your own body. Like, how do you feel like really honestly? And let that be the force to decide whether it's something you want to keep on doing or whether you actually prefer the days where you chose a healthier option, for example. And I think food related is also just, yeah, important to have that vision on everything, on all aspects of life. So it's important that we have a vision of who do we want to be? What do we want to stand for? And let that vision drive your choices as well, your health choices, because it's all about making the choices, right? And we do it for, for ourselves. There's a, a post that, that I've seen go around where it's like, marriage is hard, divorce is hard, eating healthy is hard, being sick is hard. So we choose our hard because it's all hard. And I was like, oh, that's so true because exercising is hard, but being in having stiff muscles or being whatever is also hard. And so 
I've had that where I'm like, oh, my neck is hurting and this is hurting because I wasn't exercising. That's hard too. So <laughs> choose your hard. Yeah. Life's hard. Right, Steph? I mean, life's hard. There's like, let's not sugarcoat it. Like there's obviously there's good days, there's bad days, but life is hard. It's not an easy ride. But yeah, we really have the choice. The choice is our own in how we perceive our worlds or the decisions that we make or do not make, right? Because not making a decision to, for example, exercise is also a decision you just made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting what you said about the food, because I always thought I always felt crappy. And I just thought that that's what that was my normal. I didn't really know what real healthy felt like. (laughs) I mean, at some points I did, but you know, when you get in routine. And so when I started eating healthier and taking better care of myself, I was like, I have more energy. I feel better. And then you're thinking, wow, this is amazing. I know it's a big shift. It's a very big shift. And it's, it all depends as well. You know, how much energy we have depends then how much results we can achieve throughout our day. For example, from a work perspective or even a personal perspective, how much presence that we can have with the others or our loved ones around us, et cetera, et cetera. So it has our health has such a ripple effect on all the other aspects of our being. Yeah, our health or, or the lack thereof has a great impact on the rest of all the other key elements that make our life. So it's, a, it's very important. And it's all about yeah, becoming aware, becoming aware of, of really how, how it feels, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, and kind of eliminating what doesn't. Right. Now, when people have emotional triggers, like talking about food, that was always a trigger for me because of stuff that happened in my past. So I was an emotional binge eater. And those kind of things are so tricky when we want to achieve more, we want to to do things. But there's that aspect of, I guess, healing is important because if we're not healing, we find it that much harder to kind of move forward. Do you find that with people when you're working with them, like there's a lot of healing that has to happen with them? Yeah, we're all wounded. I once heard a, uh, an expression about raising kids of somebody that says we're, I'm sorry for my language. It's okay. But I'm quoting, <laughs> but we're all fucked up. The only difference is the degree of how much how fucked up are we really? And it was quite shocking to hear, especially raising small children as well and knowing that you're part of (laughs) messing it up and hoping I'm like minimizing the damage that we're doing. But healing is a very important aspect. I think having a relapse or, you know, doing that again is also very human. I think the most important part in our healing is to just raise that awareness to really become aware, not to judge ourselves for the fact that, for example, you had that emotional trigger, but just having that awareness that it happened, what triggered it and what can I do next time when I'm in that same scenario? Because each time now you're, you're creating a plan forward 
right? You're not just saying, oh, this happened and tomorrow it might happen again. No, you're actually reflecting back on the event itself, what could have caused it and how you can do better next time, right? And I think sometimes we can get caught up in, and not that it's playing the victim because a lot of times there's so much going on that there's a lot to unpack. So you don't want to be like, well, you're just playing the victim because these people are actually hurting. But we can get caught up in that victim mentality. I was like that for so many years. And I still have that tendency where I'm like, well, but this is how I am. And so, (laughs) right, instead of taking that responsibility. (laughs) There, you said it, you got it. That responsibility and that vision as well of like, who is Steph really? Like you get to decide who, who you are. Yeah, that's good. You get to decide who you really are. Yeah. Nobody is deciding this for you. You decide that. So if there's an aspect of yourself that you want to change or you want to improve upon, like you can develop that vision for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think the more ownership you take of that, the less sensitive, for lack of a better word, you will be of the opinions of others because you know who you are. And of course, we're in a world with a a lot, a lot of people and different opinions. And those are okay. You don't have to be liked by everybody. Like it's uh, more important to be able to respect the opinions of others as well. But that doesn't mean you have to change anything about yourself. That's so good, Louise. Because yeah, I'm a people pleaser. And it's hard for me, like, you know, I was like, oh, no, is somebody going to hate this or say something? And I get all worried about it. But I mean, it's a slow process for me anyways. Like, yeah, okay, I'm me. I'm authentically me. And that's okay. And oh, well, not everyone's going to like me. Not everyone's going to like what I say. But that's okay, because I don't necessarily like what they say. (laughs) And that's okay, depending. In my work, I always think about if it can positively impacts just one person, my mission is accomplished. Mm. So I think in the worlds of social media, we're all about numbers and more and more and more. But it's, yeah, sometimes it's important to go back to the core of why you're doing what you're doing. And yeah, what are you set out to do? And so obviously, for example, with the podcast, I'm sure you wanted to impact the lives of people on a positive note. So if that's just one, then great, right? That's mission accomplished. That's what you wanted. Right. And that's what you accomplished. I had that issue with social media because I remember thinking, oh, social media. And sometimes I still think like that. But but my last life coach, he was like, well, why do you want to do this? What is your purpose? And I was like, well, if I think of it like if I post something that might be encouraging for somebody that's a reason to post rather than like, I have to post on social media, right? <laughs> so that is important for sure. Yeah, I must say, I find social media, is, it's very tricky. It's very tricky. It's, no, I'm still battling that one myself where I'm like, do I want to engage or not? Because it becomes very addictive. It becomes very addictive, not just from like the posting, but the, the cadence, the likes, the, the everything. And it can really 
affect your mood as well. Like I found that it sometimes like affects my mood. So I'm still working through <laughs> how I can not have it affect my mood where you can just be authentically you because it's a very noisy places. Social media, it's very, very noisy. Just so how do you, yeah, we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to anyone. Yeah. And the dopamine rush, right? When we get a like. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> what do I care? That's, you know, what it should be about. Like, and so what if I don't get a like? But yeah, there's definitely uh, that social pressure, I must say. Yeah. Do you think that there's a leader in all of us as well? Definitely. We're the leader of our own life. So we're all leaders. Mm. And we all have the ability to influence other people, whether good or bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just our presence is already an influence, right? Our presence within another room or with other people. It's already a way that we influence. But yeah, I think there's a leader inside all of us. And of course, we have different types of leaders, many different types of leaders, and it doesn't have to mean that we all need to become the next president or anything. But yeah, we're at the core. We're the leader of our own life where we take responsibility of ourselves and of the choices that we make. Hmm. Yeah, that's so true. I think sometimes we forget because I remember we always heard, well, you're either a leader or a follower. And I was always the shy kid. So I was like, well, I'm just a follower. But to hear that we all, like we all are leaders, like you said, of our own lives. And also we impact other people, whether we like it or not. And if we started thinking like that, I think we'd maybe live differently. That's what I want, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the, the change in the ripple I want to see in the world where, yeah, because I believe if we take responsibility of our own lives, we will also take better care of others, of our planet, of like it has a, such a, a big ripple because now like we're the ones in charge. Like one person can make a change and very often that impact isn't necessarily realized, mm. but it is there. Definitely. I often see that in relation with nature where people are like, oh, recycling, why do I have to recycle? I'm not going to recycle, but just like one person not doing it or making that change can actually have an impact, can inspire others to follow suit, for example. I think we do forget that a lot of times, right? Like, well, I'm just one person. But when you see the impact of what one person can do and turn that around and say, well, I am one person, I can do something. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think we also forget about how big our circles of influence are. Like there's a great exercise that I sometimes ask my clients to do of like really taking a sheet of paper and drawing circles of all the different communities that they're part of. And it can be like your local community where you live. It could be a school. It can be like so the social media communities. What else do you have? Work, community, friends. So, and to actually really like map this out, our impact is actually way bigger. Our influence is way bigger than what we out to believe before we actually have this visual that we create for ourselves. Yeah. 
that's really beautiful. Well, Louise, do you have clients all around the world? Like, do you meet with them online? Yes, I've actually always been, even before COVID, I've always been doing my sessions uh, through Zoom. I just find it such a nice way to connect without any distractions and have my clients in a place that is just comfortable for them and doesn't feel awkward or anything. So yeah, I find it very productive to have sessions like that. And of course, it also gives me the possibility and the opportunity to work with people all over the world, which I've always done. And it was definitely something that I aspired to continue doing. So yeah, I work with people everywhere. I'm just Australia. Just Australia right now is missing. So sending out good vibes to the universe for Australia. <laughs> wow. So seriously, like you're, you've dealt with people in every country, basically, but Australia? Well, I, I've had clients in Australia, but not right now. Right now, oh, okay. I have an Australian <laughs> client. So I'm like... That is so cool. Putting, putting forces out there. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. But yeah, Australia is very dear to my heart. I really love, yeah, I've spent some time there. And um, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. Wow. I'd be scared of the big spiders. Have you seen those? <laughs> oh, well, I didn't see big spiders. I saw the kangaroos and the koalas, all the typical things that you would, uh, but I saw all of those. And, and the birds, they have a rare type of bird with a very long beak that I've never seen before. I need to look up the name, but oh, cool. very beautiful. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, it is so neat when you see things online. Well, I haven't traveled like, Australia or anywhere cool like that but when you see some of these animals you're like what that's so weird but it's so cool <laughs> yeah well, when I was there for work I went on a run and it was during my run that I suddenly saw a kangaroo and you know it's like the first time you see it in real life and it's I like froze for a moment like I Kind of didn't register, like it didn't register of like, what? A real kangaroo? This is crazy. That's awesome. It's just funny. Yeah. And also scared because they're big animals. It's actually also a little scary. I'm like, oh my God, like, how do I behave with a kangaroo? <laughs> like, I actually don't know. Are they dangerous at all? I guess if you get near their babies or something. Yeah, no, I don't think so. And they were wild, right? So they were running there in the wild. But no, it's just you, like some animals, you just always see on pictures or as a soft toy. And to then like all of a sudden see that in real life, it was just, you know, that little shock, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, they're gorgeous animals. Gorgeous. Yeah. I really love my time there. It's really good. If people want to get in touch with you, become a client how can they reach you yeah they can reach me on my so i have a website www.luisheite.com under the same name you can find me about any social media that's hot right now they can shoot me an email as well at hello at luisheite.com so that's the best way to get in touch awesome and i'll put all that in the show notes so people can just click and find you <laughs> Alrighty, wonderful. Well, Louise, do you have any advice for people who want to start 
becoming their best selves? Any last minute advice? Yeah, last minute advice would be what is that vision? Like really maybe writing out or maybe even with pictures, putting that vision together of what it is that they want to create for their lives. And yeah, start now. Now is the time and focus there. And, you know, we often think it's already too late, but it's never too late. So just start today. Great advice. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Louise. That's wonderful. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. Stephanie's Corner. Stephanie's Corner. Stephanie's Corner. All right, all right, all right. It's time for me to give my thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts on this episode. I really... Oh my gosh, Louise, this was the perfect timing for this episode to come out. When I spoke with you, it was at a time that was difficult for me, and that has become even more difficult and stressful, and I just needed this reminder again. So it was wonderful re-listening to this episode, hearing Louise's encouragement and advice, And just being reminded that there is so much more within me. There's so much more within all of us than what we believe about ourselves. So we have to put that out there. We have to believe in ourselves and know that we can do these things. Don't listen to that voice that keeps putting you down. Man, over the last few weeks, I have gone back to my negative mindset feeling hopeless, feeling like, is this it? Is this my life? And it's just not a good feeling. And it started getting me depressed and I started, you know, stress eating again. And there's just so much going on. And I thought, oh no, all that stuff that I've learned over the last two years hasn't, didn't take effect, you know, but it's like, no, I, we go through these stages, right? Where we learn something and then it's that, crunch time and actually implementing it. And so that for me has been this time and I feel like I failed, but tomorrow's a new day. Today's a new day and we can start over, but it's a process. You know, you're not going to get it right the first time. It's going to take time to rewire your brain and to start focusing on the good things. When you've had that mindset, that negative mindset for so long, it's so easy to go back there. So instead of beating myself up about that, I'm embracing this and being grateful for this episode that it came up at this time right when I needed it. And I'm sure a lot of us can relate to this. So Louise, thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate all of your wisdom and all that you have to give. And thank you for speaking with me. It was such a a wonderful time and such an encouragement. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Check out next week when I chat with Emily Thoreau Threat. We're talking about grief and it's an amazing conversation. And once again, it was another thing that I needed to hear at the right time. Check me out on the socials at Steph underscore and underscore web on Twitter. Steph up 
underscore podcast on Instagram. My website is stuffuppodcast.com. My other website, stephanieannweb.com, which is where my book, What Should Dragon Do? You can go get it on there. And yeah, thank you so much. I hope you go out there and make it a great day. Bye.